If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the Goat Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a goat, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville, and welcome to another episode of the Goat Consulting Podcast right here in studio in VC Productions in Nashville, Tennessee. We've got a great show for you today. We'll introduce our guest here in just a second, but always, it is the Christmas season. It's the time of gift giving. We've got a great gift for you today, and at the table... To my right, always, my good friend, the founder and CEO of the GOAT family of brands, drove up in the Sprinter today, solving mm-hmm. problems, making decisions, my good friend Tyler Burnett. Tyler? Good to be here. Thank you Thank for being you. here today. I like the new shirt. Is that a new shirt? Yeah, nah, not really. Okay, one of the old ones. To the left, <laughs> not wearing any kind of T-shirt that sets any kind of stage for today, which oh, is yes, very oh, disappointing. Wow, oh, yes, it does. We Just call wait. him the LinkedIn Whisperer. He is the calming force to our show. John Byers. John, thanks for being here today. So good. John brought his good friend all the way from Nashville. <laughs> We're so glad you're here with us. His name is Max Goldberg. He is the co-founder of Strategic Hospitality. Got a great story to tell. Certainly is representative of unique perspective, unique education, unique experience. We are thankful for Dev Digital and RWS Services for supporting our mission and bringing this perspective education experience to the world on our national channels, international channels, including... Yeah, Amazon, Google, YouTube, Spotify, say Zimbabwe, Apple, and <laughs> Pocket Cast, wherever you listen, we're there. Wherever you listen. We're and Spencer, out. I'm going to do this for you, Spencer Thompson. John, I'm turning it over to you. Take it away with my good friend there, Well, Max um, Goldberg. Max, it's great to have you. Great to be here. Thanks Thank for you for being here. Um, Colby, I w- you would think after doing this for a couple years would know I'm a bit more intentional. And now that you brought it up, let me just... Talk about the shirt. Um, one one of the first times, it's a maybe gray the, shirt. One of the first times Max and I met, ah. I said, "Max, are you wearing? Are those pants from Faherty?" And he said, "Yeah, I've actually uh, I know the brand very very well." And so I thought I'm gonna go Faherty t-shirt today. Gotcha. So there and, is intention and pants. It was very intentional. I love their long sleeve button ups. Oh my god. Just so like good. this one. I, this is my new favorite shirt, by the way. I've got two of these guys. Got, if you have not checked out Faraday, please go check mm-hmm. them out. They're on twenty five percent off today on sweaters and hoodies. <laughs> they, need, they need to be a sponsor. Wow. And on top of that, <laughs> Max, I think you do have a, a size fifty two coat from Faraday as well that we'll talk about <laughs> at some point in the show that was as well. Off the record now, but, uh, I appreciate we're bringing that it's up. Back, it's back on, Max. I'm going to say um, that I'm a bit. Giddy to have this conversation with you. My wife and I have been here for 11 years. One of the very first places, somehow we found out about it uh, shortly after moving here, was Patterson House. And anytime I want to create a special moment with my wife or our friends that are in town, we go to one of your 12 venues. And I can't tell you how many times that I have fallen in love with my wife. And hopefully, she might say something similar. Um, every time we visit one of your spots, Bastion's probably the, the place that we're really super into right now. And I just want to tell you, and I, ho- and I will get more into this, but the, 
all the work that you do have done for us and the work that you do over the years that you'll never, ever even know about and how that has happened. Would I'm, I would make up thousands, millions of other people. Like you'll never know the cool work that you've done and the impact that it's had. And it's touched us in, in such meaningful ways. And I'm just so glad to be able to have this conversation with you. So welcome to the show, to the bosom of the goat family. I love a good bosom, and thank you so much for, uh, <laughs> Who uh, for that, that wonderful, uh, kind intro. Uh, this yeah. is a great way to spend a Friday. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's so good to have you here. And I almost did wear the same shirt you're wearing, by the way, embarrassingly. And <laughs> Charity, two incredible brothers who I've known for 15 years and came to me a long time ago with this idea about this, this fashion company they wanted to launch. And I was lucky to have an opportunity to, to invest in it a long, long time ago. Tiny investment that um, I couldn't afford at the time. Did never think anything would happen with it. And I think they're going to do like three or four hundred million bucks in revenue this year, and just make some. I'm going to contribute. Stuff. I love yeah. their stuff. I, I didn't know you're involved, but, at but all go but. go on a non-discount day. Just go all in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, just keep, keep that revenue generation going. We that's right. It. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like I'm also an investor because I've probably spent at least half of what you they'll do this year in revenue um, from the few visits that I've made. So. Uh, it's great to have you. Just a quick, uh, you know, personal background. You're you are married to Alice. You're expecting. We are. She's expecting. I guess she's to say. I mean, you're partially well, I mean, involved. Partially yeah. involved. It here. was uh, yeah. Did the heavy lifting there. It's <laughs> a work there, boys. But yeah, it's uh, we got our first first kid coming up. Uh, due end of January. Little baby boy. Congratulations. And, and it's uh, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. That's for sure. And yeah. I'm watching her navigate this time. Just fall in love with her every day, mm. even more so. So mm. it's been great. That's very cool. So one of the ways that we're going to get into more of the background and some of the very cool stuff that you've done here in town and with strategic hospitality. Um, but before we go there, rather than just read a bio, we want to kind of unpack some of the Max Goldberg onion. And so maybe part of the way that we can start there is give us an idea of your childhood, like what, and, and specifically hone in on maybe one of your favorite, best childhood memories. What would you say? Man, uh, I, I had a great childhood, you know, born in Boston. Uh, I met your dad, actually. That's right. That's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. He, uh, he's a good man. He uh, is now living down in Florida, but born in, born in Boston. Uh, parents split up when I was young, but have just such a close, strong relationship with both of them and moved back to Nashville or moved to Nashville when I was guess four or five with my mom and uh had a great childhood and and went to university school here in nashville and then went on to denver university and then new york after that but great childhood and when you kind of sent on that question there were so many different memories that i have and i had a lot of really special ones but just kind of thinking about for whatever reason this morning on the treadmill i, I had this memory when i was probably about seven or eight years old and I was with my grandfather who was the quintessential southern gentleman patriarch of our family just greatest greatest force in my life and we were sitting at a hotel in New York before we flew to Israel the next day for my brother's bar mitzvah just one of these special moments with your grandfather um we were I can't remember how the topic came up but he really liked a coca-cola and at the time I really liked pepsi and mm. so debating your grandfather was just such a joy. And, you know, we used to have brunch together every Saturday and, you know, just such special conversations. But I was defending Pepsi, which I can't necessarily say I would do today. But, yeah. you know, at the time, that's what I was into. And Do you remember the, what your side of the debate was? Like, I just thought the, the flavor was better. I liked their advertising okay. better. I mean, Britney this, Spears, yeah. It, maybe it was around that time. I'd, I'd have to go fact check. But, you know, it, and, and at the end of the meal, uh, the bill came in. It was zero dollars. 
and we both were really confused. And what we didn't realize is an executive from Pepsi was sitting across, you know, at a different table and overheard this eight or nine year old kid defending Pepsi over Coca Cola. And there was a note in there that said, you know, keep drinking Pepsi, whatever it was. And I just remember this random act of kindness that I'll never forget that moment and, and the smile on my grandfather's face at this kind of moment that happened and just, uh, I think, helped set the stage for how great that trip was going to be and just how important it is that a complete stranger can impact someone else's life. Mm-hmm. So hard to pick one memory, but for whatever reason, you know, 6 o'clock this morning, the treadmill, that's what popped in my head. Wow. I mean, I think we can make up the entire story about why you do what you do today based on that strategic <laughs> hospitable moment that was, was delivered <laughs> to you that day. And that's why we serve Coke products in every venue. That we <laughs> <laughs> it was those Michael Jackson <laughs> commercials early on that, that got yeah. you hooked into the whole Pepsi um, Pepsi racing there. there. You, you know, today you, you have massive opportunity in Nashville. And you continue to be strategic in how you roll out new concepts. Um, Prior to that, there's defining moments that led you up to saying, hey, I want to launch this thing called strategic hospitality. One of the things, one of the research pieces that we came across is that 80% of life-defining moments happen before age 35. Is there one moment that that stands out to you where you say, I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to be a part of this thing called strategic hospitality and as a way to serve the world? Yeah, I I think that when I think about that that moment before 35 that would define one of, if not the most important relationship, certainly professionally in my life, is that with my brother, who's my business partner. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, family dynamics and business can be mm-hmm. really tough. Yeah, We're lucky that uh, we have a really strong, healthy, beautiful working relationship. And also, he's, he's my best friend. So the fact that that, that happens is, is pretty special. But to my mom's wisdom, uh, and she's one of my favorite people in the world, when I was 18, going to college, my brother just graduated. She gave us a couple hundred bucks and said, you boys are going to drive to Memphis today, and there's a fight. Uh, Mike Tyson and Lennox Lewis are boxing. No way. And you're going to go scalp tickets, and you guys are going to go and just have a good time. Mm. And it was a, a trip where we left as you know brothers who kind of beat each other up a little bit uh, to coming back as, as friends. We transitioned from that moment where hmm. younger brother, big brother, just friends. And that definitely kind of set the stage later on when we decided to partner up and took about six or seven months of conversations when Benjamin, I was working in New York at the time and Benjamin would fly up and we talked about it. And to my brother's credit, he was just such a visionary, recognized the momentum in Nashville. That was 16 and a half years ago mm. um, and said, Hey, I think this is about to boom and I, I can bring someone in who knows the industry really well or someone I trust completely. And that's, that's you. And so we made the decision to partner up and a little bit of money that I, I had made in New York. I, Bought half the company. Couldn't what were you doing, by the way, in New York? Corporate communications and financial management consulting. Okay. Not sure what it is either. But um, <laughs> <coughs> I was curious myself. It, it was great, and I had incredible people I worked with mm. and, and loved it. It's actually how I, I met my wife, even though we had a 10-year break, which is a different story for a different day. But, <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> but um, it, was, it was pretty great to be able to, to come back to Nashville and couldn't afford a car, so I walked to work every day, and, and the cheapest place to live in Nashville at the time was downtown Nashville, which is kind of crazy to think mm, about now. Hilarious. Yeah, it is. I wish I could say that we had this this brilliant plan of how we're going to grow, but they're all really selfish endeavors, and they really it's, it's fun looking back because it's almost like a timeline of my business career because each project meant something different at that time. That was, that was what we were excited about at that moment in our life, and we didn't have a market research or, you know, very savvy thoughts on financials or, or th- it's developed since then, but it was mm-hmm. really, what are we excited about? 
And since then, we've kind of opened up one and a half to two projects a year together and, and done really fun things. And I think been able to, to put an initial signature on the city of, of some of the hospitality things that we're super passionate about and just humbled to be playing in this market. Yeah. One of the things you said was um, the project that we started, you didn't say it like this, but what I heard, tell me if this is right first, that that was like my favorite thing at the time when we were doing it. Oh, yeah. That kind of happens with kids. I'm not sure if you'll end up having more <laughs> than one, but I get in trouble a lot in our house because I'm like, yeah, that, that she's my favorite or he's my favorite. And and they really are in certain moments of their life and their, their life cycle and then some very much you know, not my favorite. Uh, and then they become moments. they become twenty, and they go to college, and you sit in the shower and cry and say, "Are they going to be okay?" And you worry about them all the time. Just so. a lot to look forward to, guys. This <laughs> is uh, doing great this morning. So, is that similar to? Could you connect with that in some of the projects that you've done? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that th- they're all they all have cycles. They all have moments, and you know, I think that. At the time when you're opening up a project, I mean, so much of my industry is a race without a finish line. Mm. And so uh, super proud of everything we've done. I couldn't pick a favorite, but I will say that right now what I'm enjoying most is that we're able to help others that we've worked with execute what they're excited about. And so we've taken a, a thesis of actually giving real equity and ownership into restaurants that are opening. And, you know, you take Bastion, for example, you've gone, that's Josh's vision. That's Love his baby. Bastion. Yep. And we get to be a part of it. You know, Juliet Henrietta Red, who I've known since first grade, that's her business that we get to be a part of. Uh, we're, we're working on a Japanese barbecue concept that's going to be open up pretty soon with Brian and Lena, husband and wife, couple we've known forever. Again, their vision we get to be a part of. And Locust, um, with Trevor, who is our second chef at Capward Seed, and just one of the craziest, brilliant, most awesome dudes. And I was in Dublin with him last week because we actually flew there because he's on the cover of Food & Wine right now for, for Best New wow. Restaurant in America. And so that's, again, his huh. restaurant that we get to be a part of. And, and we're going to keep going with that thesis because it's so fun to see others do really, really well and help support in any way we can and maybe do the things that aren't as exciting with some of the accounting or interior design or insurance or the things that never actually hit the guests and allow these insane chefs and managers to really be passionate about their about, support <coughs> them, and then honestly just get out of the way. Let them be good at what they're good at, right? Exactly. So you, so let's talk about locusts just a second because I'm going to throw out a goat. Pot stickers. Best pot stickers on the planet. Don't send me hate mail. I've been there. I've had lots of them. I am a pot sticker connoisseur. You are. I've got an awesome lineup of restaurants to hit over the next, like, three months. Locust, <laughs> goat, pot sticker on the planet. The other goat, that. by the way, I share before the episode is the Whiskey Sour at Pinewood. Best I've ever had on the planet. Classic, egg white. Maybe it was a combination of the person that was making it the day I had it years and years back. Um, or just the way that it's done there, but fantastic. We appreciate that. We've, we've got an incredible guy named Matt Toko who uh, we've worked with for a long time, who also is my brother's brother-in-law. So again, really cool family dynamic. And he, he helps oversee our beverage program. And so he really is just so committed to making sure that everything is crafted in a beautiful way. And we took a different approach with the Patterson House, which we've applied to all of our restaurants that we look at cocktails the same way we do with food. It's, it's an ingredients. It's a chef almost putting it together more than a bartender. And don't get me wrong, you know, vodka sodas, Jack and Cokes, those those definitely help pay the bills, and we love them. <laughs> but the the craft cocktail movement, seeing just what it's done over the past 15, 20 years has been super fun, and we, we try to have that in all of our spaces. My favorite drink, by the way, at um, Patterson House is the Clapless Bell. And I'm not <laughs> sure that it's on the menu there anymore. You have it on the menu at one of the other venues, but I don't think it's – you didn't know that I was as big of a fan. I mean, people tell you that all the time, but I really am. 
I don't think it's on the menu there unless it's changed, but it is on the menu at one of the other spots. Well, what's what's <laughs> tough about the uh, the, the Patterson Sorry, House is we, we keep all cocktails on the menu, basically. So anytime you go in, that the staff should know it. So if you go in and challenge me on it, but go in and order a clap of spell, and I, I hope you get a really good one. Oh, but, I order it, even though it's not on the menu. And you're right. <laughs> that's true. But that's what I'm saying. I go in, I order it, even though it's not there, because that's one of my favorite drinks. Danny, Danny, you, please uh, change this episode to the Clapless Bell with Max Goldberg. That's right. you, early on, did you have people trying to talk you out of doing business with family and friends and, and things like that? Because that's kind of how I've built mine, too. And I, I feel like that every six months or so, it's like, you know, you probably shouldn't hire the person just because you know them. Or, but I think that I think there's some strategy behind it. Was that a question or? Well, did, did you get, did you get, you know, did you get, did you get a lot of backlash for that? Because it sounds I, like he's like, I knew this person. Do you second guess yourself? Do you, it, is I, it something that you get backlash about? I had a, a pretty good trajectory going to New York and uh, it was really hard to leave that, but made the decision that I wanted to create jobs in the city I grew up in. And that was my real motivation. If I can do it with my best friend and brother, fantastic. Uh, told our family we were going to be partnering up and my dad flew to New York and we went out to, um, I think he actually went to, to Blue Hill uh, in New York, and it was a beautiful tasting menu, and, and he pulled out a sheet of paper and a pen and wrote down every reason why we shouldn't do it. Mm. And uh, just wanted to basically play that, that devil's advocate role. And not that he wasn't supportive, but wanted to really run through it. And so that prompted something where my brother and I created a Texas shootout clause, where if at any point the impact on the brother relationship <laughs> is, is in there, he can trigger something, and so can I, to basically say, here's what I'd want to be bought out for, or you can buy me out for that same amount. A Texas shootout clause. I'm sure that's not the legal clause. So but that's, that's great. Not, that's so these are just things. If these things happen, then we get to leave on these terms. He's, I have one brother in the world. I have a cousin who's like a brother. I got one brother. The family relationship was way more important than any business thing we'd ever do, so we wow. wanted to make sure we had a clear exit. Very cool. And so we did that, and, and luckily it's just a piece of du- you know, piece of paper that's collecting dust, and it's been great. But you know, it, in that's reality, awesome. it probably took my brother and I 10 years to figure out really how to work well together. And not that we didn't have a ton of fun over those 10 years, but it's now been almost 16 years. In the past six years, especially navigating COVID, and when your back's against the wall and mm-hmm. you're in, and you're in yeah. the trenches, like who's with you? It, it, we've never been stronger or better. So I think we had a great kind of uh, first semester at college, if you will. And now that we're on to the uh, the next one, yeah. we're really excited to see what we can do with this next chapter of our life. This reminds me, and I wouldn't be surprised if you know these guys on a number of levels, but it reminds me of hearing uh, Bo and Bear from Need to Breathe talk about their relationship with each other. Do you know Need to Breathe, the band? I don't, but I did see the cure in Dublin. If I get any credibility with that, but I don't know. Absolutely. Need to breathe. Apologies. All right, I gotta send you. I gotta send you some stuff. I was, Super cool. I was referencing Britney Spears and Pepsi earlier. I'm not sure. Need, need to breathe. I, I apologize. All right, we're gonna we're gonna have to enlighten you on that. So before we do, one of the ways that we honor our guests is we ask for their own definition of goat. Can't wait to hear yours, and then after that, share a goat with us. Yeah, I I think that. Uh, a goat to me is, is someone who has a, uh, a constant uh, desire to learn, you know, continue to, to be curious. I think curiosity is, is one of the biggest drivers, but also a confidence to know that what they've done is, is really meaningful and impactful, and they really are at the top of their game of what they do. And uh, I may be uh, a little out there, but I've actually picked the thing as my goat to, uh, to go over. So I don't, I don't know if you guys are going to fire me thing. on the podcast, but I picked the thing. <laughs> we'll see. We'll let you know. <laughs> It's been an emotional roller coaster of a, of a filming this morning, guys. No, like no one's cried yet, but we're getting close, I think. I'm ready to. I'm ready to. I can if you need me to. Okay. Thank you. 
you make this so you make this seem so easy. You make it seem like it's effortless. Is it is it the ten years and, and going through that that allows you to do that today, or or is there something special that that you've learned along the way that says this is what I'm supposed to be doing? No, I mean I I think that you know the the first uh, couple years it was really late nights and early mornings and yeah. it was a it was a constant sense of learning and I still have that today. Um, I think what we do is insanely fun and I love it, but it is tremendously hard work. It's a full contact sport. And we were really tested during the pandemic to see if we could survive. I mean, we, we were at record years and then we went to zero. I mean, yeah. Imagine your business going Jeez. from record quarters. Things are great. You're planning for your life. And then your revenue goes to zero and you go to that job creation piece. You know, we had to lay off hundreds and hundreds of people that we called mm. every single one of them personally and try to make sure we could navigate and, and help them during that transition as well. Um, I wouldn't say easy. I would say that it's uh, when you love what you do, it, it makes it just that much fun, um, that much more fun. And, you know, the harder I work, the luckier I get kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so <coughs> I wouldn't necessarily say that it's easy, but I just I love it. I absolutely love it. And mm. I love being able to create memories and, and be, make impacts for you and your wife and, and have other people come in. I mean, I, I get to help people's days be better if they've been bad or they're celebrating something we get to be part of their lives and i have super cool great moments where you know when we had paradise park on broadway which we ended up selling the building to uh, garth and trisha who are helping with now on, on their you mm -hmm. know um i've heard of them next project um yeah talk about some goats right there but uh sure. yeah I, I literally got to see a girl come in during fanfare cma fan fest whatever i'm supposed to call it now and i met her when she was six and every year they'd save up and come and and then she would go on stage and sing a song at six years old I got to go see her every year. We took a picture six to 16. Mm. I mean, how many jobs wow. do you get to like have moments like that yeah. as part of your, your, you know, year. And so I just, I absolutely love it, but it's, it's tremendously hard work, but insanely rewarding. Super cool. cool. So there's not uh, many people in the world that love what they do, you know? So it's we're having that just regardless of the money that is, that's, that's special. So aside from the, your goat moment of when, um, me, you, and Benjamin were together during the uh, Nashville 40 Under 40 Awards for 2014, in which, we, in which we all won. Fortunately, I was not in the hospitality category. Otherwise, you guys wouldn't have that on your uh, list of awards. But I'm glad you worked yourself into yes. that. That was good. Um, aside from that GOAT moment, which might be more of a GOAT moment for one of us than the other, um, tell us what your GOAT thing is. I don't know, guys. I'm feeling a little insecure about it at this point. <laughs> this, is, this is the perfect platform to bring that insecurity. This is, we're in the safe space right now. You're we're in the safe space. Uh, so I thought a lot about this, and there are so many people I could have chosen, so many books I could have chosen, sure. poems, you know, sports, whatever it is. And I, I don't know if there's a thing about a thing, just for me. I don't know if there's something I could, could have thought of that is more goat-ish in my opinion. And here we go. This, right, is, this is when I get fired. Davey, do you have a drum roll? Do we have that? <laughs> yeah, we, I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to get the uh, red hook out of here. But all right, gentlemen, not maybe as deep as you wanted it to be. Oh, and I've harsh. really built it up at this yes, point. Yes, you yeah. have. I'm so excited. The hamburger. I don't know hamburger. if there is anything better in the world mm. to me than a hamburger. And let me, wow. let me give a little bit of context to it, yeah, okay? I'm, I'm <clears throat> you think about childhood memories. So many fond memories with the hamburger. Sometimes that's all you want. You travel all, all over the world, at least for me, in the search for the perfect hamburger. Mm, yeah. You can have a $2 burger that's the best burger of your life or a $1,000 burger covered in gold foil that's just silly but maybe delicious. 
And you think about how it transcends socioeconomic, anything. The hamburger, to me, is one of the goats of food. Mm. Mic drop. I nailed it. You're he welcome. did. Wow. You're welcome. He did. Gosh, it's we're, so good. And what, what, is there a food on the planet that is more familiar to, regardless of where you live, what background you have, what color you are, fill in the blank, then the hamburger? Yeah. I also think about the appreciation, and we don't have to get into this deeply, but raising good cattle, what that means for the farmer, cooking great mm. bread, finding great produce. I remember one of the first things in economics was the Big Mac index, you know, that I yeah. learned, right? Like, there's so many different levels to this thing. The burger, to me, is the goat. Max, so. Max Burger is the next restaurant. <laughs> yeah, how did that leak? Gotta, all right. Well, I got to put you on the spot a little bit. So best burger that you've had. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, th- I think my terrible answer is I don't know if I found it yet, but mm. I, I will tell you that. What I've a had beautiful answer. Like, of the like it's I'm living the question and that's the best answer I can give. I, I can tell you the most recent one I ate uh, and, and one of my, my go to's and one of my favorite people in hospitality. Who you guys should definitely own because he's he's the goat, in my opinion, of a barbecue, but Pat Martin. And uh, the Hugh Baby's burger or the, the burger at Martin's, just absolutely insane. Mm. Davey likes it. Davey, you've had it? Davey, Davey approves. Davey, oh, yeah. I love Davey it. approved. It's so good. Davey approved. Have you ever so had Busters fun. in Murfreesboro? No. They're known, burger. Their, their They're known for their burgers in Murfreesboro. Little, little there's, just, there's just something about a burger that just makes you feel better, right? I 100%. Mean, it's, it's nostalgic. Just, I mean, yeah. it brings it back so many. Are you more of a traditional, like, lettuce, tomatoes, or, or like, the, the egg and the bacon? And, like, what's more your style? This is what's beautiful about the burger. Think about the conversation we're having right now. This could be debated <laughs> for hours. And, and you know what? I mean, it, yes is my answer. I like, <laughs> I like the traditional one, but also, you know, put an egg. But I, I shouldn't say I eat bacon because I'm Jewish, but I, I do remember the first, the first piece of pork I had. I was 23 at the Odeon, and I had a BLT with avocado. I was like, it was like a gateway meat. I was like, wow. Oh, my God. And so uh, I'll, I'll put bacon on it whenever I can, but uh, it, it just depends, you know? It's, it's depends hard, on the mood, right? It's hard to beat a burger. Wow. I, uh, I, I had a smash burger, and just the consistency of that with the bacon and the avocado and the lettuce, that, that took me to a place that, a memory with Jack that I'll never forget. That's what I was thinking about when you were. Super and they closed Smashburger in Murfreesboro, but mm. that Smashburger did it for me in ways that mm. very few burgers could. Hmm. So Beautiful. So thinking about the conversation of a burger, and put this to your family lives or any of the listeners out there, it will spark conversation. Yeah. What, what burger do you like? Where were you? You know, what was, yeah. what was the meaning behind it? You know, Fourth of July burger. You know, you're celebrating something fun. You're hungover. Whatever it is, a burger <laughs> solves all yeah. problems. Let, let's, put, let's, put, let's, put a, let's put a pause right there, and and will you stay with us for uh, part two of our conversation with Max Goldberg in search of the of the greatest. <laughs> I hope he stays, or we won't have section two. <laughs> so, so stay with us as we as we look for and we search out the greatest hamburger on the planet Earth with Max Bo- Goldberg for Tyler Burnett and John Byers and our good friend Max. I'm Colby Jubenville, and this is the Go Consulting Podcast. Um.